Truly, we thank God. and praise God. Amen for you, Doc. Amen. We thank and praise Amen. God for you in the name of Jesus Christ. This is the Master's Classroom with Dr. Griffiths Katenga, and we thank and praise God for all you that have joined us. At this time, I commit you into the hands of Dr. Griffiths Katenga in Jesus' name. It's in your hands, Doc. Amen. Good morning, Facebook partners. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Before I start this program, I wish to commit this program into the hands of God. Let us pray. Hallelujah. Dear Father in heaven, I want to thank you for today, for the gift of life. And I want to thank you, Father, for giving me this opportunity to praise you and to worship you. I thank you, God, for the partners that are listening to this word from you. Father, bless them and bless me, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And bless the entire world, Father, because it belongs to you, Father. But I thank you for this program, the Master's, the master's Classroom. Father, indeed, you have chosen me to propagate this word unto to the world, Father. Father, I thank you for putting me in this position. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Our today's scripture is coming from John 3, 16 and 17. And the word of God are saying that for God to love the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever delivered in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. I thank you for this word, dear Father in heaven, in whom I believe that you sent your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Amen. Now, our subject or topic is saying eternal life belongs to Jesus Christ. And our text is coming from verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I wish to bring this couple of us to you so that may we understand what God is telling us as a people who have been chosen through the living word. Probably, I wish to simplify, or rather paraphrase the verse, John 3, verse 16. The world, you know that God created the world, that is heavens and the earth. Why did then, why did then God decide to love the world when it was him who created the world? In John 1, verse 1, it is said that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And it says that the same Word was in the beginning. But if you go to Genesis 1 and 3, and God says, Let us 
be like and there was light. Then you go further down in verse 4, say, and God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness. You know that light is associated with brightness, transparency, clear, simplicity, something which is not heavy. That is what light is, no, no. Then darkness is something associated with evil. It blinds one side. You can never do anything constructive in the dark. You remember during our time, God was displeased with the behavior, the behavior of man of mankind on earth. He decided to wipe out all people, but he said Noah and his family. The water flood of 40 days and 40 nights. Rain down, and all the people that were there, apart from what Noah was instructed to do, that is what he followed. If you go to Genesis chapter 6, I'll read a few lines for me. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. And daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not try with man forever. For he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. And imagine at that time there were giants on the earth in those days. And also afterwards, the sons of God came in to the daughters and men and they brought children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of all men of renown. When the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that Every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. They knew that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What am I trying to tell you now is this. After Adam had actually given birth to the next generation, what followed was that the earth was full of people. They never regarded God. They never gave him any respect, no reverence at all. This is when this is when God decided to instruct Noah to build an ark and told him that whoever is prepared to enter with you announced to them but none ever listened to Noah Noah's call so God decided to decided to bring Noah into 
into the act and the selected animals into the act. But after the rain, the human life was wiped out apart from Noah and his children and the wives. So, after that, God brought out Noah and established a covenant. And that covenant was between Noah's future generation and him. If you read in Genesis 9, verse 9, where it says, Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be floods to destroy the earth. Then in 13 it says, I set my rainbow in the clouds. It shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. The rainbow shall be in the cloud and I'll look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on earth. That is what God did. But then, people never stop to give reverence or obey God. Now, God himself decided, what can I do to ensure that this people that I have created in my own image and according to my likeness, why can why can they give me respect and obey me? So that's how he decided now to come on earth. He came on earth in form of a man. Jesus Christ is God incarnate into man. Now, this faith which is for God born of the world that gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It came about when Nicodemus, Nicodemus visited him at night. Because Nicodemus was actually amazed, very much amazed in the way Jesus Christ performed his life. He looked at Jesus Christ's life. He found that Jesus Christ was not actually a person as any other person that lived then. The Pharisees were actually the people who guarded the law of Moses. There was so much strict. They were teaching the law of Moses. Teaching the Israelites how they're supposed to be behaving. Especially at supper. But Jesus Christ was seen or performing important duties of his Father in heaven. Healing people at, at supper. Then it's like they were so much offended with what he was doing. And basically, Nicodemus, although we don't know his age, he went into the house where Jesus Christ was, was living. And the, 
it was so much it was so much
every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Jesus Christ is a perfect gift that God has ever offered to mankind. There is no any other alternative. He gave us the word of truth, and he is Jesus Christ. Eternal life that has been promised by God is in Jesus Christ. His begotten Son. This is why in Matthew 11, And it was the Lord who had actually occupied that room for the first time. 
Jonas was the Pharisees who witnessed Jesus Christ. Although it's not mentioned, I'm sure Nicodemus received Jesus Christ. He received Jesus Christ. So I'm asking you, the listeners, make a decision like Nicodemus did. After Jesus Christ explained the new process of redemption, or now one would obtain salvation through the Son of God to enter the kingdom of the demon, the, the, the kingdom of God. Because Nicodemus, he realized that only thing that one had to do was not to sacrifice the lamb, but this time is changed. You need to have Jesus trust in you. You need to have Jesus trust in you. This is why you must understand that in life, there are decisions that must be made every day. And although you may not want to make them, you must. Accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is one decision that not only affects your life now, it impacts your eternal destination. It is the best and most important decision you ever make. Choosing to accept Jesus into your heart and making the Bible your final authority are the first major step on the way to your destination. Without salvation, you may find yourself wandering through life, never quite knowing your purpose. Or you may find yourself achieving success the whole way, but paying a price for the letter. Perhaps you have read such business as I cost them. Or I was born again. You may have grown up hearing those types of phrases without you understanding what they meant. Or knowing that they referred to salvation. Serving your life through Jesus Christ is the only way. It's the only way acquire a position in the kingdom of God. Salvation encompasses every area of your life, from your spiritual condition, relationships, and finances. It is a, it is a free gift that you receive by faith, and it's much more than a fire insurance policy or deliverance from eternal separation from God. While your eternal expectation of, is of huge importance, God is equally concerned about how you live while here on earth. Accepting Jesus' positions, you to receive the benefits of heaven after you die. It also gives you access to abundant life on earth. I'm just assuring you that the decision that Nicodemus has actually 
explained to him, get transformed. The mind was transformed. You could dim up. From the moment he went to see Jesus Christ, and after leaving Jesus Christ, Nicodemus was a changed man. Just that interaction with Jesus Christ. Eye to eye, seeing one another like that, and talking to him, which other Pharisees couldn't do, but he did it. Today, I'm saying, if you need to understand who Jesus is, take your Bible. Take your Bible and read the Word of God. It will convict you and you see that your mind will be transformed and you'll be looking at life in a different way. In a different way. Because Jesus Christ will be in you. The Holy Ghost will be with you. You'll be able to enjoy your life because one, you'll be a righteous person. You won't be living in offensive life. You'll never be in trouble with the law. Because you believe in grace of God. Your life will be assured of eternal life. Right now, we look at people physically. The flesh receives us. When you hear that the person is dead, we conclude now it's finished. The man is gone. But remember, there is life beyond death. There is life beyond death. And proof is through Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ, he was killed, was crucified. He died a terrible death, a terrible death. But because he loved us, he defeated, he, he, he defeated death. He resurrected from death. He resurrected because Jesus Christ is the life. Whoever dies in him will never experience death. That's what it is. Because Jesus himself said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Though he may die, he shall live. That's what I have to inform you, warn you about it. Repent. 
Repent all your sins and receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Remember that Jesus Christ is the resurrection. And this is the light of the world. Jesus Christ will direct you properly to a life that you will never regret. So, when you look at Jesus Christ, you must ensure that you are looking at eternal life. In John 10, verse 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Have come that they may have life and that they may have, they may have it more abundantly. Life which is abundant and precious is in Jesus Christ. Please accept Jesus Christ. Let Jesus Christ be your personal Savior and direct you in a proper way to give you a proper destination. May God bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I say Amen. Amen and Amen. amen. Thank you, Bishop. Lord bless you, sir. We thank, thank and you. praise God for you and for the work that you are doing. I'm truly being edified, advised, comforted, given the example of what Thank it you. takes to live this life. I've watched yeah. you both close and near how you have endured the afflictions of the ministry and always appreciated your disposition, your strength, your cheerfulness, your appreciation in everything. And I'm being blessed by you each and every day. And it is my privilege that the whole world might be benefited from what you do. A lot of times people don't understand that yeah. it's about living it. <laughs> yeah. You got to live it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 God, it's about living it when the sun is you know not you shining. Don't know what you've done to me. You don't know what you've done. But I'm telling you, God understands. Oh, you live it when the sun is not shining. You live it when it's raining. You live it when it's cold. You live it at yes, all yes. times. And I thank God for you. God bless you, man of God. God bless you too. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you so much for being a blessing. I'm using my, my granddaughter's phone, you know. That's quite all right. We do what we have to do. When they take yes. away the building, we go online. When they take away online, we make signs. When they take That's away the right. signs, yes. we shout it from the mountain top. Thank you, thank you. Thank God bless you, my friend. Enjoy the rest <laughs> of your day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>